It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up? Lacrosse fans, welcome back to Lax Class, episode 163, about to come your way. Jake Kelly, Brad Challoner with you back once again on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. It's the home of Lax Class, and uh, Bradley, welcome back to the pod, man, uh, as we record here on a Monday night. Kids are out of school. I know you've uh, been playing Mr. Mom for the better part of a week. I... Took the girls up to uh, Cypress Mountain today, did a little tubing. I didn't do any tubing. The girls did some tubing. It took me three and a half hours, man. 3.5 hours to go from the top of Cypress Mountain to Langley to White Rock to Poco. It was a grind out there, but it's for the kids. Had a good time. And just managed to, to grind myself out a spin here before we hit record on the podcast. Uh, how's it going? How was the weekend? What a day. Aren't you Mr. Festive right now? Oh, it was nice the last thing I wanted to do, Brad, is get back and get on the bike today. But, like, I I did the crunch. I would, but... have, I would have called it in. If you went up if you went up a mountain and, like, <laughs> trudged through some snow and then drove yeah, for three but... hour and a half hours to every corner of the lower mainland, yeah. that would have been game over. I would have been, like, on the couch... Glass of bourbon, Yellowstone, good night. Well, listen. So you're, I, you're a trooper to get on the Peloton, and now you're sitting here drinking iced coffee at 8 o'clock <laughs> at night on a Monday. You're, you're an animal. Uh, well, some some of us have to edit after we're done recording, Bradley. So I'll be doing that, but uh, I did the the Coquitlam Crunch on, on Thursday for the first time since uh, I got the old wheel replaced there. 100 days out uh, when, it, when I did it. It felt really good, and then the next two days were absolute hell. Like, I can't remember the last time my legs felt like this. I was a big baby for the better part of two days, like it, just to the touch. Like it was. Well, you're, you're inspiring me, man. I, I haven't seen the inside of a gym in weeks. Like I always find when work gets busy and then with traveling with TSN, I just like haven't not seen the inside of a gym or done anything. Well, you and it's do it when you're on outside, the road. No, there's too much going on. You got to, there's no, too no. much. Listen, you don't want to be lunching and dinnering going down. Letting yourself go now. You're a big TV star. You got to keep, keep the December, December, you kind of get a free pass and we'll, we'll start stretching. It was nice to see, it was nice to see you in the flesh though. Friday night, Rogers Arena, getting back in there for the first time in 657 days, I think it was. Yeah. And, and you and I together in Rogers Arena hasn't been a thing since or ever yet. Right. So yeah, we got to shoot a, we got to find the milk crate for in-house and I know we got to get the milk crate uh, shot a little in-house video and, you know, reunited a little bit. So we'll get to do that on a more consistent basis together. January 5th inside Rogers Seventh. for Warriors game. Seventh. Seventh. Yeah, trust me. Oh, yeah, I got sense. that Friday thing night. circled, Friday night. Vancouver, squared. Vancouver starting with two, Vancouver starting with two Friday nighters. And highlighted. All Saturdays. You're just going to talk all over me? Is that how we're going to start this show? Today? you know how long it's been since I've got to do play-by-play for an NLL game? Like, never mind the 657. We're talking like 2017 and then, of course, like the change, and then I moved back to Vancouver, and 
I'm all fired up for that. And then, you know, the TF, of course, the home opener is the TSN game of the week. Two games on the So I'm waiting until January the 7th before I get to strap on the headset for real. I actually did a little mock uh, broadcast on, on Friday night uh, just to get my feet wet again. And I made it about three quarters. I was like, yeah, I can packed it in. Well, I didn't even have a headset on. I was sitting there yelling at, at Tino, my partner beside me. And I thought this is a little crazy. Like I feel good now. Like that. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready is what I'm saying, Brad. So good. Yeah. yeah you're shaking out the rest. We've been calling the 150 XLL games a week for the last year. So that's probably shaking off. Yeah, some rust, not, but what atmosphere inside Rogers Arena, man? Like they did not miss a step as far as game presentation goes. The introductory videos, rolling out the players, what they had going on um, on the jumbotron and stuff in between TV timeouts. Like they really put one of the best game presentations together that I've seen in the National Lacrosse League. Listen, I it took me back, like literally to the point where I kept looking over at Tino, going like, "That was pretty good." Like, oh. That- this is like, look at the crowd right now, Tino. These like, people singing, dancing, drinking, cheering. Like, I don't know what there was. $5 beers would, will do that. Yeah, six, six grand, I think. Get you singing. Yeah, just over six grand they announced in there. And, like, they were engaged. And it was a fantastic game. Vancouver jumped out to the 4-1 lead. And, and a little six-goal run there from the rush. Uh, spoiled the home opener there for Vancouver. But 10-9 right down to the final. A couple of pipes at the end of it. Oh. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it here in uh, in the opening quarter with the week that was. And moving ourselves into a holiday break here. Not another National Lacrosse League game until December the 30th. And the way things are going right now in our world, Brad, I think that's probably a good thing. It's the perfect time to have a little break here, a scheduled one at that, not a yeah, forced one. I know. I wanted, this is, I wanted to talk to you about or with you about this because – this this throw this year out the window because it's just such anomaly with the, the, all the other sports leagues taking pauses right now and then jumping back into it and yeah we're on a bye week for christmas but i was going to say if there was no covid i don't like the christmas week off i think we need to get to a point where there's a game on the on 24th christmas. well maybe not the on christmas but definitely the 24th or the 26th and have the fans something to buy into. Like I would, if I wasn't working for the league, I would definitely be taking my family to a game on boxing day for sure. On the 26th. Like, I think there's something, I think I did see a Ravens game back in the day uh, on boxing. Now that I'm talking myself through this, I, nah, that might've been a thing, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, give thing. me new year's Eve, give me new year's day. Give me it all. Like I, I, yeah, there I, will I'm be, there'll you. be, there's, there's two new year's Eve games this year. And there's one in, Saskatchewan, where they're going to be hosting again, if COVID doesn't get in the way, they're hosting the Seals at uh, nine thirty Eastern. But I think they're making that game. I think they changed the start time of that game. They want to go later, and then they're going to hold a New Year's Eve party on the turf at Sasktel on New Year's Eve. I love it. I absolutely. So yeah, if, there, it. if it wasn't COVID aside, I think you got to keep the momentum going and not take a Christmas break. I think find two teams that are into it. Find two teams that are. Maybe not traveling very much. Get Vancouver to play Calgary or Toronto to play Buffalo or something where there's a lot of hometown um, people and you're not flying crisscrossing players in from across the continent. Do it close to home. I think we can get to a point where that's happening. I, w- I would love to see that one day. Yeah. Um, well, maybe let's let's get the, the COVID stuff out of the way so we can kind of focus on on the show. As we know, Brad, the Omicron variant is is spreading like wildfire right now. And we've seen 
you know, upwards of 50 NLL or NFL players enter protocol, a bunch in the NBA, a bunch in the NHL. We got what now five in the in the NLL, I believe Kreppensek, Mitch Wild, and Corey Small added to the list of Corey Highfield and Jeff Teat. Um, yeah, Schreiber, another. So this is the world we're living in right now. This is this is what's going to be happening. And again, the league is just going to kind of have to navigate their way through it. And like I mentioned, this is a scheduled pause in the season, which is a good thing. And add to that, Brad, coming back on that weekend of the 30th, I think just the three-game slate two weeks from now. So if they did have to buy themselves another week's time, rescheduling three games only having to reschedule three games would probably be the best case scenario that they could find in the middle of a season we'll see how it plays out with the holidays and family get-togethers and parties and i just i hope everybody and listen like this omicron brad like everybody that has gotten it that has been double vaccinated says it's like the most minor thing asymptomatic barely feel it at all probably don't even know you have it if you're not being tested and there's athletes out there saying, like, I'm double vaxxed. I feel fine. Uh, yeah, I got it. But let me play. Like, I'm almost to the point now, man, and I, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, that at this point in the game here, where we're at in the world and how long we've been dealing with this shit, let it ride, man. Like, if you're going to get it, get the Omicron. I'm not saying go out and look for it and try and get it, but let's let's keep moving forward here. I cannot handle another shutdown in my life right now i can't well, i just i just don't get what a week off does you know like the the nll or the nhl sorry takes is going to take a week off but then they're back on action on, on like boxing the 27th so like what's the difference between canceling games on the 23rd and letting them play on the 27th like it's it's what it's it's going to be over and passed by well by the, then like i just don't know if a week or two off does anything and then you got like the rules where you're only allowed to have 10 people at your family christmas dinner but then you got 9,000 in an arena watching a sporting event of complete strangers surrounding you as well. So it's like, you know, yeah, there just it, seems to be no rhyme or reason on how they're making these decisions at this point. Well, and it's, and it's, it's, well, and like it has been from day one, it's different province to province, like yeah. Ontario, 50% capacity. And then they weren't allowed to serve food or beverage at the rock game the other night. You have to wear your mask the whole game and you can't giving people the option of having a drink when they take it off. Right. That's not even an option anymore. It's like, no, yeah. we're not serving beer or alcohol. Well, how do you make money out of lacrosse game? If the Warriors weren't serving $5 beers the other night, they wouldn't have walked away with a penny, but they were selling beers like crazy. And that's how you make money in sports. So it's going to be, it's, I hope that the national lacrosse can get through and hopefully, you know, TSN deal, ESPN deal. Well, I think that's going to, that makes broadcast even more important. If butts can't be in seats buying beer, then they could better put on a good show. We better put on a good show on television and and make sure the sponsors are, are getting their dollars worth and then coming back next year when people can be in the seats. Yeah, maybe that. maybe they get the studio and the analysts fired up if if that's what and I think that's the difference, right? Between this happening on a canceled season or trying to get the season start back up. Like we're in the season now. There's T V deals on the line, a lot of money being invested here. And I think that's the difference. Like they have to go forward with this. However they navigate their way through it. They cannot shut down the season again. They just can't. So if other pro leagues are are making it work, the NLL has to find a way to make it work as well. No, In my humble opinion. All the, all the, oh, no, we can't think about that. All the momentum being built right now, it can't 
it just can't come to a screeching no. halt again. So if it does, and then some collaborative and, and smart thinking needs to get put into how to do a bubble or a Canadian tournament or something because we can't halt the momentum. And I know we'll talk about Rochester and all the stuff in a sec, but like there is buzz around the National Lacrosse League right now that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's awesome. So we haven't even talked about what's on the program here yet uh, this episode, Brad. And uh, we got uh, we got somebody coming on our on our show here in, in about ten minutes. So we got to get to it. Uh, quarter four, no. NLL games to pick for who you got this week. So we'll recap uh, week three, what happened there. We'll announce the winner and uh, we'll do lax glass locks. We'll put a little season bet down. We'll see a futures bet, if you will, for lax glass locks and uh, maybe a couple of resolutions and some holiday cheer in there. Evan's going to join us in quarter four. Quick sticks in quarter three, and we got number 44 in your San Diego Seals program. Made his return to Calgary at the Saddle Dome there last weekend. Hung a seven spot on the Roughnecks, including a bloody face. We're going to talk about it all with one. I have so many questions. I have so many questions about the game. I have so many questions about... Dane Doby, it's um I'm I'm really looking forward to this, man. Dane Doby coming up in quarter number two. Look forward to that here in quarter one. Stampede Stallions, of course, in, in the week that was. So Brad, let's uh let's rock through this here. We talked uh well, we just talked about the Vancouver game and a lot of good in that game for Vancouver and, and some not so good, but at the end of the day. Like I think Vancouver through three games of the NLL season has met expectations i don't think they've underachieved i don't think they've overachieved i think they've met expectations being two and one into the holiday break very close to a three and oh record but they got to be pretty satisfied with where they sit now as uh, as they move into the new year and, and colorado mammoth coming up on the seventh 100 i think they've i think they've exceeded they've exceeded my expectations so far like two two and one and a one goal loss to the saskatchewan rush has been super impressive i think i think maybe you could look at that schedule and say yeah they were going to be two and one after the first three games but the way that they played against the rush like five on five i think five on five they're as good as any team in the national lacrosse league right now that's hot that's hot that's really hot it was it was four or five transition goals by the saskatchewan rush and it was a six goal run and i always say not everybody says you give up a six, seven, eight goal run in lacrosse game, and it's pretty much game over. Like you're, you're dead. No matter if you come chipping back late, it's just it's it's too little, too late for the most part at some point. And that's what it was. Saskatchewan wasn't finding ways to score five on five. Vancouver was blocking shots like I've never seen Vancouver block shots for. It was an unreal soak performance by yeah. that entire soak squad. Unit. Soak squad. Closing I like turnovers. it. We got shirts are getting made as we speak. There, Brad. Soak right? squad. Uh, hashtag uh, Vancouver. Get on that. Uh, I love it. And so Saskatchewan finds ways to score in the transition game. And then they just get that one big run and that's it. So I was very impressed with their five on five play. Keegan ball came to play. It's nice to see that one, two punch with Mitch Jones. Um, You know, I mentioned on the broadcast that, yeah, the the stats have tapered off for Logan shots over the last couple of years, but the way that he creates for Mitch Jones and, and sets those picks, like he might be the best pick setter in the national lacrosse league right now. Yeah. Like he just sets those massive, massive moving picks that can clear a truck out of the middle of the lane, give Jonesy that lane and you're gone. So they got some contribution con- contributions from everybody. Bouquet had another good game. 
Um, so I thought five on five was a phenomenal performance, and then no quit at the end, like yeah. no quit. God, and man, I thought Bowering that and, shot. Bowering and Charlotte Beatty oh, get the pose in the double final doink, 90. Yeah, I think I will say I think I don't know how they they do it, but I think they're a more effective, more dynamic offense with Kyle Killen in their lineup, and I think they're more effective on the left side playing more two man game with Jones and Charlotte Beatty's and Shuss and and if Lowen's in there. I just think they're they're more dynamic and more effective offense uh, going strong righty side, and it's something Marty Dinsdale has done a lot of. He was great uh, for Vancouver as well. Yeah, he's but fantastic. Mike Messenger was an absolute animal. The hammer just leading the way there for Saskatchewan. Shooter got off to a bit of a shaky start, but he settled in, and, and like you said, uh, transition was the difference. Yeah, and the rush, the, the, and the rush. And I don't know if there was doubters. Everybody looked at zero and two and thought this team was was better than that. Um, yeah, I, I do still think their goaltending leaves some to the imagination, especially early in that game. I think shoot led in four of the first six and his save percentage wasn't great in the first half. They'll be there though. They'll get it. They'll get it together. That D is, that D is so good. Um, but yeah, I do see some holes in that offense now. And I do think some of those guys are having a tough time fitting in. So it's not the rush of old, but it's nothing to worry about for rush fans. This yeah, team is career didn't do much hanging around it for a playoff spot at the end of the yeah. season. All right. Uh, enough about that game, Brad. Uh, a couple others on the Friday night is all six Western teams were in action on, on Friday night. Uh, Mammoth were down there in Panther City to take on the lacrosse club. It's weird to say. Uh, they squeak one out here at Duke, Colorado. I can't figure this team out. 8-7. They get past Panther City, but not particularly impressive doing it. But nonetheless, there they are at 2-1 at, at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this team either. I, I After game one, I was salivating over this team and thinking, oh, my God, what did I say? Ryan Lee's going to lead the league in goals and get 45. And But it's been it's been tough sledding the last couple of weeks for the Colorado Mammoth. They needed a big night out of Dylan Ward's sort of a climb back performance. He holds PLC PCLC to seven, which is impressive, but yeah, we're not seeing the Eli McLaughlin, Zed Williams, Ryan Lee dynamic offense that we thought we were going to see. We saw defensive slugfest from Colorado. I think we know we're going to get that, but I think this team's capable of putting up more goals than they have been in the last two weeks for sure. New offensive coach there. Let's not forget that. Uh, so maybe just working out some kinks in the new system there under Jason Bishop as well. But a win's a win for the Woolies, and that's uh, the Warriors' next opponent on the seventh. And the other game on Friday night, I kind of had a, this on the corner of my eye, and, and to be frank, I like turned away because it was 10-2 at halftime. As San Diego goes away, beating the Roughnecks on the road. I had this game all wrong. I can't figure Calgary out either. 17-12, the final. As you mentioned, Doby goes off in this one for seven. And San Diego, Audie Stotts makes his return in this game out of nowhere. And holy cow, uh, I, I could not believe I saw him out there. But there he was. And... Looked like it gave the Seals a, a pretty good boost there. And Frankie Shiliano continues to back up his strong play. I know 12 there, but that was kind of garbage time there in the second half. That game was over by halftime. There, there was a lot to digest in this lacrosse game, Jumbo. Like, first of all, I hope Austin Sauce is not rushed back and that he's in good shape. And like the guy's got the heart of a lion, so I can imagine he was blowing up Patty Maryland saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I hope that there was the right decision by all parties involved to invite him back and, and have him ready. And hopefully the doctors cleared everything because yeah, like we thought he was gone for the year and he missed two games and now he's back and he's diving across the crease. He's scoring big goals. He's getting hammered. Like he always was by, by the defense. Like 
I don't know, man. I hope Scary. I hope he's okay because the way that he plays, it's like the guy needs he needs a bit of a break. You know, he needs yeah. the time off. I know he played PLL, but you know the way though how hard he goes, I fear that he can't be able to sustain that for the long term. And rushing back from what we thought was a season long ending injury to miss two games and come back, I just hope that he's. He's in a good spot right yeah, now. The, you, game, you just the worry, game needs a healthy audience. You just worry he's, he's one bad cut away from being out for a long, long time. But I guess, yeah. you know, like if it happens, I guess it happens. Uh, let's move along. We talk about, you, know, you talk about runs. So we talk about runs again. Yeah, that was a, a, a game-ending run. The Calgary showed a lot of heart, just like Vancouver did coming back in that game and making it interesting. And then we're going to talk to an absolute king of heart <laughs> in, in about five minutes here to figure out what the hell was going on with with Dane Doby and, and how he dug deep to find that fire and put up seven in what, in what a special night it was. Like we saw Dan Dawson in week one, we saw Jeff Shatler try to do some heroics at home a couple weeks ago. Like these, these legends of the game are just doing ridiculous things in the first few weeks of the national lacrosse league season. Yeah. Dan Dawson now just one point away uh, as the Toronto Rock beat the Philadelphia Wings, this game featuring a low to high rising suburb from Rob Hellier that stuck right in the eye hole of Zach Higgins. Very scary moment in this game. Higgy tweeted out he's doing okay. He'll be back. But that kind of stopped that game in a heartbeat there. Everybody was real concerned. Uh, Higgy down for a while. But Toronto without Schreiber get it done over the undefeated Wings. 12-9 on their home floor wearing those gold and black rock city jerseys brad uh toronto back in the win column and pretty impressive win here over philadelphia 12-9 the final yeah toronto and toronto's a good team they're built in the back end out nick rose is going to give you a shot every night i think their defense is one of the best in the national lacrosse league um you know they're still looking for more contributions out of their lefties but rob hellier is elite and he knew he'd have a bigger load without Tom Shriver on the COVID list. And, and they came to play another 2-0 and in Hamilton, capturing the imagination of that town now. So I, I think the Toronto Rock are, are building something special this year. So nice to see them bounce back after their week in Halifax. And, and you know, Philly, Philly was 2-0 and coming into it, but in some high-scoring games against lesser opponents and against one of the big dogs, they, they fall 12, nine, obviously without a couple of their top players too. So mm-hmm. I still don't know where Philly belongs, you know, are they the team that's two and one or they, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. they're, they're going to be there. I just don't know how good they are. Benny Mac still, still finding still a his lot way. Of unproven. Yeah. Benny's still finding his way there in Philadelphia too, which, uh, you know, new surroundings there for him and, and learning how to play with guys like Crowley and Hickey over there. And I think it's just different. He'll, he's too good of a player not to figure it out. So we'll see how it goes along. For Philadelphia, the craziest game of the week took place in the Capital Region, the home opener. And it's been weird how unsuccessful teams have been in their home openers this year in the National Lacrosse League. Four and ten. Yeah. Four and ten. Like, that's 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 a terrible number for home teams. Very odd. Very odd. And Rochester gets this one done 16-7. They were super impressive. And I think the most impressive guy had to have been... Ryland Hartley is a little foreshadowing here, Bradley, but uh, <laughs> Hartley getting thrust into the game uh, with Evan Kirk's departure. And not only does he just hold the firewalls to, to absolutely nothing, but gets himself in a little goalie scrap as well. We haven't seen one of those in a while. 2012 is the last official one on the books. I know there was a preseason one between Aaron 
Bowl and then Frank Shiliano a few years ago. But the last one on the books um, was actually 2012. I think it was Watson and Roik. Is that right? Uh, if it's Roik, that sounds about right to me. Watson sounds it a little was, odd. Uh, NLL fact of the day. No, sorry. No, it's Patty Campbell, Jeff Snyder. Okay. Well, that's one goalie fighting. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So where do you want to start with this game? Like, let's just jump right into it then. Yeah. Hartley and, and Ethan Woods goes absolutely viral this week. It's on TSN Sports Center. TMZ picks TMZ, it up. Yeah. I've got friends tagging me that I haven't talked to in years going, oh my God, have you seen this? Like this, this clip went absolutely bananas this week. Um, and I think good for the national lacrosse. Like, like, yeah, you have to explain to people that you're not going to see that every game. And this has not happened in nine years. So it's not like that's going to happen every weekend, the national lacrosse league, but for better or for worse, it put eyeballs on the sport this weekend. Everybody was talking about the National Lacrosse League, and I think some of those people hopefully are going to buy tickets to the next National Lacrosse League game in their town. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't think Rochester was probably particularly excited to see what is now their starting goaltender hop into a, a scrap. Game was kind of in hand, but the last thing you want – is Rylan Hartley to bust a hand or something bad to happen in a fight and took on a much bigger man. Dougie had been pulled from the game and it was the backup goaltender. And it's kind of a weird scene all around, but just a frustrated Firewolves team that, you know, kind of boiled over there. But good for Rochester, good for Rylan Hartley uh, as they get the win there. And and Nighthawks have been playing good lacrosse and I think they've deserved to, to get into the win column and they're a much improved team. With or without Evan Kirk this season. Yeah, I think the bye hurt Albany. Like, I, I called Rochester on the yeah, show to win that game just because Again, every 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 team is – I always got to do that, right? Every team is sort of getting into a groove and to take a week off when everything is just heating up, I think, is a is a big setback. So, I don't know, man. It, it, it's a It's a strange look for your home opener. I heard it got pretty quiet inside uh, inside the building there in Albany, but – Game presentation looked good. The building looked good. The jerseys are sick. Like, there's a lot of good pieces. Um, they, they need to win in that building, though. And I think Albany still has a chance. They're 0-2 out of the gate, but I think this team is uh, is much better than, than how they performed so far. Well, that was the week that was. And now, Brad, we need to mount up because it's time to head for the Stampede Stables. <laughs> What is that? Sleigh ride. Tis the season, right? It's not reindeer, it's horses. It's big Clydesdales trucking through Central Park. Okay, that's just in my head. We've reached the Stampede Tack in Western Wear Stables, as you just heard. And Brad, I mentioned it just before we dropped the sound bite there. My, I'm going to go first, by the way. My. Stampede Stallion. Oh, by the way, uh, Stampede Stallion of the Week. Brought to you by Stampede Tack in Western Wear. And uh, friend of the program, uh, dedicated listener, member of the Panther City Lacrosse Club, one Travis Cornwall messaging me the other day saying he was heading out to Stampede Tack in Western Wear. Wanted to make sure he had the right name of uh, proprietor Kevin Michael Winkler out there. I'm not saying who's going to get a lovely surprise underneath the 
the old Christmas tree there at uh, the Cornwall household. But somebody's going to be really happy with their gift this season. Brother Jeffrey? Uh, not, uh, I'm not giving anything away here, but I don't want to ruin anybody's Christmas. But TC was out there at Stampede Tack in Western Wear, out there in Cloverdale. They've been there since 1966. Highway 10 and 180th. And uh, picked himself up a nice little gift there from Stampede Tack and Westernware. I suggest you do too. If you can't make it, stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Still got some shopping days left before uh, old St. Nick comes down the chimney. So no better place to go than Stampede Tack and Westernware. Uh, my stallion of the week is one Rylan Hartley. As I go back-to-back goalie union. Are you listening out there, goalies? Giving you some love here on back-to-back weeks. Ryland Hartley, my word. Like, last thing he probably expected was to become the starting goaltender of the Nighthawks in short fashion. Goes out there, absolutely slams the door against the Firewolves, and then, like, takes on another guy in a goalie fight that's got a foot on him and probably 40 pounds, and he was the one that was looking for it. Like, he wanted it. Shed the gear off, all of it. What a performance from Ryland Hartley out of Orangeville, Ontario. Yeah, seven goals against and a scrap. I haven't seen a stat line like that from a goaltender <laughs> maybe ever. And I know that was the big question mark for me with Evan Kirk going down is how good is this Rochester going to team going to be? But they made a pretty big statement against Albany. And again, like the kid was on TMZ this week and was all over the place. So bring it i think it was i think it was good for the league and you know i saw an interesting comment that i want to read here because someone like at mentioned commissioner nick sakevich and said oh look at the league promoting fighting now what are you guys doing all on your instagram and on your twitter and nick actually replied graciously and said we are a sport of contact high action and adrenaline where tempers sometimes run high just one example of all the viral play our action gets every weekend was great to see Albany Firewolves. So he was there. He was there, eh? Yeah, great, great reply. Fan experience created by Oliver Marty and his team. Um, Good crowd there in Albany too. Like I was I fantastic was reply. Like yeah, you know if this if this is something that happens every week, yeah, it's gonna get a little ridiculous. Can like look look like 1993 and the Detroit Turbos <laughs> are playing the Philadelphia Wings or something, but. Yeah. You know, this is something that happens once in a blue moon is going to get people talking and, and was good. So fantastic for Ryan Hartley. Um, not to give Orangeville too much love, and my stallion is going to stay in Orangeville. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think as of well. that. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm going with um, Jeremy Noble of the San Diego Seals. Noble. I think he flies under the radar and doesn't get enough credit for what he brings to a lacrosse floor. Yeah, the stats aren't always there for Jeremy Noble, but he was kind of the quarterback and the executor for this offense a couple of nights ago when they were playing against the Calgary Roughnets. Five assists in that game, um, some power play assists, and he just looks like he's doing a little bit more this year than I think I've seen him do in the last couple seasons. I thought he had a noticeable performance, a great performance, and really sort of set the tone for guys like Trey LeClaire um, and the young guys in the lineup, and then swinging the balls across to Dane Doby to do what he was doing. So a special night for Jeremy Noble. He's my Stampede Stallion of the week. Listen, Jared Noble had one kind of down year in Colorado and was shipped out and San Diego was quick to snap him up with the relations and, and experience and familiarity that they had with him. Like kid put up 82 points one year. He's been a perennial 50 point guy. Yeah, And I don't know if he was, he scratched against Vancouver. He's only played two of the three games. So I think he might've been healthy in week one, which is not 
completely out of the norm. Like it's happened to him a couple times in the past in his, in Big his career. But fan here. Big yeah, same, and same here. So I don't think he's going anywhere out of that lineup. You know, he, he contributes and he makes people around him better. He's a very unselfish lacrosse player that flies under the radar. One of the smartest a, players in the yeah. game. Yeah, he's a offensive coordinator at, at Denver. Like work, working with working with that staff in Denver, he's probably learned so much from Tierney and Brown. and Matt Brown. The kid yeah. kids got uh, a lot going on between the ears. All right, double Orangeville. Welcome to the stables, kids. Rylan Hartley, Jeremy Noble. You are this week's Stampede Stallions of the Week. And uh, you want to join the stable, boys? Uh, get something done uh, coming up next. Well, not next week, and the weekend after that. Next, who knows? You could you could be in the stable before you know it. Uh, that was a big number quarter one there, Brad. We got to get to the second quarter because we got number forty-four of the San Diego Seals, two-time NLL champion, MVP, uh, XLL All-Star as well. Dane Doby on the other side. Keep it right here on the Lax Class Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Matt Sawyer, the head coach of the Toronto Rock. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class as we move into the second quarter of Action Jake Elliott. Brad Schellner with you. And uh, we've got Dane Doby of the San Diego Seals coming up. But i got to let you know, before we do that, about our new friends at Rycor Construction. Make it stand out. Uh, just hopping on board. They'll be with us for the next uh, 12 months or so, at least here. Brad, looking forward to this. Uh, always posting up their work on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Rycor Construction Inc. is where you can find it. If you want more details, email them at info at rycorconstruction.ca or give them a phone call, 604-751-1534. Ryan Mills and the crew there at Rycor Construction, make it stand out. Uh, this guy stood out over the weekend. Just a smidge, just yeah, a smidge. A little bit. Uh, for more reasons than one, uh, he put up seven in his return to the Saddle Dome in Alberta against his former team, the Calgary Roughnecks. Uh, but that's not where I want to start, Dane Doby. How's your face? <laughs> <laughs> it's healed. I'm healed, man. I'm, I'm all good. It looked a lot worse than it was. What? Uh, <laughs> I, got I have so many questions, man. Yeah, how how did it happen? Was it Berg's knee that hit you? You know what? I haven't even watched it. I just uh, got up off the turf after I shot, and I just uh, looked down, and I was bleeding everywhere. So I haven't even watched it on actually how it happened. I imagine something on my helmet clipped me, but um, it, it looked really bad, but it's not that bad. Have you ever been busted up worse like than that? Like, there's a great shot of you. I'm sure you've seen it online where you're kind of looking up at the scoreboard and you got snot and blood all over your jersey. You got a big piece of tape going across the bridge of your nose and blood on your cheek and like just the ultimate picture of what a lacrosse player looks like after, a, you know, a hard-fought game. Uh, have you ever been busted up like that in a game before? I've been cut worse than that, yeah, but not in it. I don't think it looked worse than that. So I got cut in junior pretty bad a few times. So <laughs> this one wasn't really that bad. It was just on the beak of my nose, so it just wouldn't stop bleeding. And their trainer couldn't get it to stop. So uh, it got real ugly real quick there. <laughs> no, no fear of coming out of that game. Well, let's let's talk about it, Dane. I mean, you guys jump out to a ten two lead at halftime. The game was kind of over at that, but. I guess walk me walk me through the emotions heading into the weekend. There got to be got to be a lot of emotions you were going through heading back to Calgary, where you'd spent your entire career, and 
And just leading into that game, you know, take me through that, what, what that was like for you coming out of the tunnel, going through shoot around and practice and all that sort of stuff back at the saddle dome. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was quite different to be honest with you, um, you know, coming in with a different team and being on the visitor's bench and having the different shoot around and, um, all that kind of stuff did factor into play. But, um, as soon as I let my head go to that kind of area, I just reflected back and made sure I focused on the game and what we had to do and, and, uh, how important that was for, for us to get two points there and how hard it is to win in, in the saddle dome. So, um, all in all, I can look back on it and, uh, it was pretty emotional. Um, they did a fantastic tribute for me, and it was uh, it was awesome of them to do that. And like I've said many times, I had nothing but good things to say about the Roughnecks organization, the Flames organization, and even Brad Bannister when he was there beforehand. So they treated me really well. Um, I was there when I was a kid and grew all the way through it. So I have a lot of long-time um, friends and uh, past history there that uh, is tough not to see when I go back there. So it was uh, it was a good experience, but I, I'm happy at the end of the day that we came out with two points and we're able to win that game. It felt and looked like, you know, your emotion was building throughout the game. Like the celebrations got bigger in the, in the third and fourth quarter when you got, you guys had to leave, but then you were, they, they chipped away and you guys, you know, got a couple more late, but it feel like the emotion was building for you. And then you get busted up. Like did something happen in that game that, that picked it up for you like halfway through Dane or, or what was it that it felt like it, it was growing from the first to the fourth? You know what? I've played against or I played with Curtis Dix for a long time. And I know he can take a game and put it on his back and come back. And he did that in the second half. Um, and with Jesse King and some of their old guys and Christian and Nat there. So I knew the game wasn't out of reach no matter what. Um, 10-2 means nothing in the NLL, to be honest with you. It's a great lead, don't get me wrong, um, and, and it's very comfortable. But that team has a lot of firepower. And uh, when they got within three um, goals, that's when uh, you know we started clutching our sticks a bit tighter, and I knew it was important to get the next goal. And however we had to do it, we had to keep answering their runs. So we were able to do that. And I think that's when my emotion came out to um, kind of say like, no, it's not happening tonight. And uh, try and tell them that the game isn't going their way. So it was, that's kind of where it all stems from, I guess, uh, is when we were answering their runs, it was, it was great to see. And that's how we have to do it. And, and that's how this league works is, is stop teams on the run. So I think I got more emotional as the game went on because of that fact. Speaking with Dane Doby of the San Diego Seals, and maybe we'll talk about your new team, Dane. I mean, uh, two and one start here for you guys, and a bit of a tough start in, in game number one. You guys only managed to put up seven, but an impressive uh, output over Colorado, limiting them to just four goals, and so a real shining defensive uh, performance. And then you, you pump 17 in against the Roughnecks. Uh, is that a little more what you expected coming into the year? And it did, did it just take maybe a, a game playing together with all your new teammates to kind of figure it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think we have a lot of firepower for sure. And we have a lot of guys that can put the ball in the net at any given time of the game or guys can go off for certain games and uh, guys can get hot sticks. But um, you guys know this league as good as I do is that you can, you can go into a eight, seven battle of a game and goaltending the defense is shutting the door and there's no penalties and it's just a straight five on five game and it's, and it's a bloodbath or you can get into a shootout. That's, that was fairly similar to last weekend. So um, you got to be prepared for them all. But, you know, if it, I think 
our defense and Frankie have played good enough to be three and zero, and our offense has let us down one game. So um, I think our defense and and, and Frankie, for instance, is, yeah. How about Frankie? Right Dave? How about Frankie? Yeah, he's just he's just playing with confidence right now. We just need him to keep going, and uh, you know, I'm I'm very impressed with him, and uh, you know, he's a great kid, and I've I've played with him. Uh, back in Calgary for for years there too, so I have nothing good, but good things to say about Frankie, and I, I expect him to keep this rolling. And you know he's not going to be on every night, but we just got to be there as an offense to bail him out and as a defense to bail him out when we can. And uh, you know he's playing great lacrosse for us, and he deserves uh, for us to put up some numbers for him. You put up seven against Christian Delbianco a couple nights ago, Dan. How much of that is not to give away all your secrets here, but how much of that is? what you wanted to do shooting wise premeditated heading into that game. Like, did you have ideas of where you wanted to expose, but then you go out and you scored seven goals in pretty much seven different ways. So it seems very in the moment too, but you know, what's the balance between thinking about what you're going to do and then what you're actually doing out there. It was the XLL preseason, Dan, right? XLL preseason. <laughs> you, you didn't score a goal from your own end though, that, this weekend there was, you missed that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. I, I got nothing like, you know, Christian is, one of the best goalies in the league, hands down, and he's a young kid, and I've uh, played with him a long time, and I got to, and I played against him in the summertime a bit. So, uh, and he's watched me for years, so he knows my tendencies, and and I know his tendencies. And we have a, we used to have a, a riot at practice together, shooting on me, shooting on him, having competitions on who could score and who could save it, and, and vice versa. So, it's, we've had a lot of, of fun times in the in the past, but uh, you know, I I might have had Christian's number. <laughs> Um, on Friday night and uh, knock on wood that he doesn't get mine for the remainder of the season but I'm sure he's going to have a, have a stellar game when we see him next so I'm not uh, I'm not uh, you know too not getting too excited about here. it you're not, you're not, you're not, not getting too excited you know the ball was dropping for me let's just say that the ball was dropping for me I had, I had some open looks on him and uh um, but he's he could come out and just and just shell me and, and put me in, and not let me get even good shots or, or put zero up on him. So he's he's that type of goalie, and uh, you know he just had maybe an off night against me. There's a bunch humble of- as ever, humble as ever, Dane Doby. I want to ask, um, how was the turf out there? You see the ball okay out there? <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It, 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 I don't think it's as bad as uh, it looks on TV. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, uh, like, once you get out there and you get moving, one, like, you notice it right when you get out there, but once you get going, it's not that bad. Speaking with Dane Doby, uh, there's a bunch of things I want to ask you. And I, like, I, I put the tweet out, I guess it was after the Colorado game when you scored like two just ridiculous, blind, over the shoulder, spinning shots. And, like, my remark was that, like, it's almost getting to the point where I'm not taken back or I'm not surprised anymore when I see you do this and like you seem to have more success often than not with these types of shots has it like developed over the course of your career or like I don't really recall you trying these kinds of crazy things early on but now that just seems to be second nature for you how does the the thought process work with you like it do you just do it because you think it's the right shot at the right time? Yeah, I would go that way. I mean, you know, maybe earlier in my career, I was a little bit nervous to do it because I would have gotten, uh, you know, either got minutes taken away from me if I missed or, you know, it's a bad shot. People think it's a bad shot and it's, uh, you know, it, it, the chances of that going in, you have to be pretty accurate with it. So, but saying that, I do have certain goalies that I will shoot it against um, that do come off their 
short side posts when I'm coming up. So that's when I, when I do try and hit it, there's certain goalies in the league that, that will take away far side and take away angles on me. And that's, um, you know, like Dylan Morgan is one of them. Like he takes away, he, he steps out and he takes away angles and you have to be very creative against them to try and beat him. And that's, uh, you know, one of the shots that I can be creative with and, and beat him from a different angle. So is it, does it have luck involved? Most definitely. Most definitely. I'll be the first one to tell you that it does have luck involved. But I'm throwing it at the net and I'm throwing it to an area at the net that I don't think he can see and hopefully I can get the ball there before he can he can react to it. So um, that's kind of where I'm sitting with those. But, uh, you know, I've had some knock on wood, some some go my way this year that, that they're going in for me. So hopefully they can keep going for me. Yeah, and... Like you mentioned having early in your career getting minutes taken away or, or hearing it from the coach. I mean, Dave, this is the first time in your entire career, essentially, that Kurt Malowski has not been the big voice behind the bench. Uh, what's what's it been like uh, dealing with, with Shooter and, and Billy and, and Pat and, and having a new coaching staff, a new voice there kind of calling the shots for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different. You know, I've been with, you know, I was with Madison, I was, 18 year old kid all the way till I was 30, 34. So I've been with him, uh, with him a long time. So I love Mass fans. He's the best X and O guys I've ever, I've ever seen in the game. And he's one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever seen. And he lives and dies the game. But, uh, the coaching staff we have in San Diego, you know, playing with shoot in, uh, Calgary my first year winning a championship with him in 2009 being his roommate uh right. I knew what he was all about for sure and I knew what Patty was all about when I played against him when he tried to take my head off every single game so <laughs> I knew those guys were in it to win it and I knew what those guys you know put into the game and what they what they pride themselves on and what they want their team to play like so it was uh it wasn't really I wasn't going in there not knowing what I was going to get. I knew those. I knew what type of lacrosse players they were, and I knew what type, how they coached. So um, it's exactly how I expected. And you know, they they run a great team. They run a great bench, and you know, it's it's we're having fun right now, and hopefully, we maintain that by by keep on winning. What's the best thing you've learned from Shooter? I know he meant a lot to you in those first couple of years in Calgary, but what, you know, if you sit back and go, hey, "This is something I took away from him," what would that be? Like back in the day when I first came in, shoot probably taught me like, you know, how to be a pro and, and what this league was all about by, you know, coming to the, you know, the, coming to the flying into Calgary and it's it's about getting the win. It's not about, uh, you know, hanging out with the boys or, or doing all that kind of stuff that you can do that after the game. It's about going in there and, and taking it as a business trip. You come in there as a 19, 20 year old kid and, and you don't realize that there's, 35 year olds leaving their family, their wives and kids at home. And it's tough on that. Now I'm at that stage where it's actually tough to leave home. So we're leaving for a reason. And the reason is business. And uh, that's kind of what he implemented to me. It's okay. Like we're here for business, but once we win, we can have a bit of fun and, and enjoy ourselves. So that's one thing that he taught me big time about the league and how serious he was about winning. And uh, I kind of, kind of leached onto that uh, when I was, when I was young and I've kind of brought that through all the way through with me um, through my career. And and now we're right back at it where we were. Yeah. And I would imagine Dane that you're starting to, and and probably over the last four or five years, starting to feed that down to, to the younger guys coming up now yourself, right? Like you're, you're teaching them the way now. You got it. Yeah. Well, I try to by maybe by example, more than saying it, but uh, you know, like, like I said, I think when, when I play with shoot, he was, he was leaving his three or four kids behind in Orangeville and coming to Calgary every weekend. So 
I got two and my wife here um, up in uh, Vancouver, and we're going down to San Diego, we're traveling all over the place. And I know they put a, uh, it's very tough on them, and but uh, they're very supportive. So I just got to uh, be grateful that I got the chance to play and go down there and, and do what I'm supposed to do, and that's try one game. That's got to be a little different for you, eh? like uh, trips to to the Saddle Dome in in December or trips down to SoCal in December. Got to be a little bit better, a little warmer, uh, a little more. <laughs> yeah, add another hour fifteen to the flight, but you get off and you got shorts and flip flops on instead of uh, parka and a toque. So it's uh, it's definitely a bit different. But uh, we've only been down to San Diego a couple times in training camp and one home opener. So yeah. I still got uh, some games down there, and hopefully I can bring the family, the wife and kids down there for uh, for a week or so. Um, maybe on our home stretch there in March. But yeah. uh, it's beautiful down there. We love it, yeah. Practice yeah, and outdoors looks pretty nice, I must say. Uh, one thing that, that really kind of caught everybody off guard, Dane, was seeing number 83 uh, get activated and get back out on the turf. Uh, did you guys know that was coming? Because nobody else seemed to. And there he <laughs> was, out on out running and gunning, flying through the air and dunking goals. Like, Audi, <laughs> where did that come from? Like I thought he was done. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, I think we went to uh, where was it when we went? I think we went to Nash to play uh, Halifax, and Audie was there, and you know, he strapped on the pads and he was out there practicing, and that was the first time I actually seen him, and uh, you know, actually played with him. I've watched him many times or played against him, but actually had to practice with him and stuff like that. And wow, let me just say, wow, like he's he's a special. He's a special kid and a, and a special player, and you know he just brings the most out of everybody. And when he was starting to move and getting healthy, and you know starting to get the green light, like hey, this is a possibility. Hey, this is only a few weeks away. Hey, like you're gonna play next week, and you feel good. And you know, I was so excited, and because that was a that was a big sell for me is to go down and play with Audi. What a, like I watched his energy um, when he played against us against Calgary and his energy when they score, when they do that, he has, he, he has that team. He has our team. He runs that energy on us. So um, it was great to see him back. And I, I'm very happy to play with him. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, get some chemistry over the next little bit here, over the next stretch here and, uh, you know, really grow together as a, as a two man game. But, uh, I'm just so grateful that he's back playing. That you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to sit out, as, as everybody's aware. When you're hurt, it's, and uh, he just loved being back there, smile ear to ear on him when he was back playing. So he needs to hopefully he can stay healthy and, and stay on the floor. And I think good things are going to happen. No, I don't. I, I'm not dis his enthusiasm. Not dissimilar from from years, man. I see. I see a lot of similarities in the way that you two go about your business as far as your, your love and your of scoring goals and the energy and, you know, the shit kicking that you guys take night in, night out, but don't let it, uh, don't let it break your stride at all. So yeah, I think that's going to be a, a scary left side to see when you guys um, get together for sure. What's um the Dobie family doing for Christmas? You know what we're playing? We're laying pretty low, actually. It's, uh, we're going to just, uh, my wife spends, uh, has a lot of uh, Christmas plans with her family. Christmas is a big deal with her her grandparents and her and her dad's side and her mom's side so we usually uh you know do christmas at home here christmas morning with the two girls head over to the mom's do some christmas there and then go to the grandparents for dinner so other than that we're going to stay pretty low-key here and uh you know just just get some good valuable family time in here while i can as uh, before i go on the road again new year new year's eve in saskatoon yeah 
Yeah, New Year's Eve in Saskatoon is right. Is it, what's the weather going to be like there? Oh, it's going to be like minus 40 probably. And then they're having a New Year's party on the turf. Like that's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a night in, uh, in old Saskatoon. But that's the next time you guys play. So rest up, man. It's been, uh, been a pleasure talking today and rest up and uh, we'll see you on the 31st in Sask. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, I know it'll be a good game there for sure. They have that passionate fans and I'm looking forward to going back there. It's one of the best places to play in the league. All right, Dane Doby, uh, appreciate the time as always, my friend, and uh, best of luck with the Seals moving forward, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. There he is, uh, 44 in, in Brad, like Dane. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, obviously. And again, like when we talk to all these Hall of Famers, these are the guys that we love having conversations with. And and Dane Doby, another one of those guys, just so polished when you get him on the mic and and been around and done it all in this league and and it comes through when he, when he's talking lacrosse with you yeah he articulated he articulates it very well i can't even say the freaking <laughs> word but he articulates it very well like even that you know that that first question i asked about the fire like some guys are not going to know how to answer that but he knew that there was momentum picking up in that game that Calgary was never going to be out of it. And here it is. It's fourth quarter. It's go time. It's yeah. time to step it up another notch and score a goal and end this run and switch momentum back and get it back for my team and, and go from there. Right. So it's, it's, he's one of those special guys that has that fourth quarter he fire that loves. all the goats have. Loves. And he's, he's one of those guys Brad, and he, he has been since he was 18 with the Burnaby Lakers. Yeah, he just loves to play lacrosse. Like it doesn't matter whether it's, three on three at the box or NLL championship games, or like I said, like I joked about the XLL with him and he was out there playing defense, Brad, because he wanted to put himself in the best shape possible heading into the season. And I really think he did that not to take anything away from the XLL or anything, but there's no ego on this guy's MVP, a double champion. And he's out in the XL working his bag off, getting ready for the season. I don't know what year he's going into 15 or something. and here he is like playing defense in the X. And I was just like, this guy just cannot get enough. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And again, one of those special characters, when we see guys have success in their mid late thirties, in the national lacrosse, league, it's not a common thing in other sports, but the greatest find a way to do it into their late thirties. The game slows down. They still have that competitive edge and, and balls are still falling. So it's um, I think it's unique. It's something that lacrosse is embracing. We mentioned earlier, look what Dan Dawson did in week one and is still doing at the, as, as the oldest player in the, or one of three 40 year olds in the national lacrosse league. Right. So it's um, it's, it's, it's happy to see. And I'm glad Dane Doby's finally getting the recognition that, he deserve. I think yeah, well, he came was... into the league real hot. I think there were some lean years there where we didn't know what the future was going to hold for Dane Doby well, points wise and career wise. There were some reputation issues there, right, Brad, that kept him off of Team Canada's and what have you from, you know, just GMs and coaches talking with each other saying like this, you know, we're not sure. Like, and he just kept putting it up, putting it up. And then he finally turned a corner when he, when he met his wife and became a father. And that's when it really changed for Dane. And listen, he's never, he's never going to be a huge gym guy. Like he's never going to fall in love with, with pumping weights and all that sort of stuff. But to have the production that he has had with his size and his body, it's incredible what he has done in his career. Incredible. 900 points and the physicality, right? The punishment that oh. he takes playing down low 
is is not easy. And I don't know if anybody's taken more punishment than he has over the last. No, just gets up decade. and like fastest guy in the league when he wants to be. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Right, <laughs> uh, Brad. Let's take a break. Let's head to quarter number three. Halftime here. Quick sticks are coming up on EP one sixty three. Lax Glass is back after this. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. This is Tyler Pace of the Calgary Roughnecks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Second half action, Wax Class 163 here in the third quarter. We like to do a little something called Quick Sticks. But before we get into some Quick Sticks here, Brad, uh, thanks to our good friends at Associated Labels and Packaging, of course, at AssociatedLP.com. Labels, packaging, of course, they're the best in the business. Ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned, which, uh, Brad, I... I hate to be the bearer of, of bad news here, but I saw the news come across the, the socials over the last week that father of president uh, of Associated Labels and Packaging, Sean Ashworth, his father, Rusty, has passed away. So the founder of ALP, uh, deceased now, and, and you know, I, I reached out to Sean, and, like, obviously it's something that I just went through, and... So I know how he's he's feeling, and right before Christmas, tough go. But, uh, man, so I'm thinking about the Ashworths. I'm thinking about Associated Labels and Packaging, and so should you. If you need a label, you need a package, AssociatedLP.com is where you can find them. Highly suggest you do that. And the other thing you can do is check out NLL.com and sign up for the newsletter there at the NLL website. Don't forget to check out Fanatics.ca for all your exclusive merch uh, for the National Lacrosse League. All 14 teams up there. I'm sure Vegas is going to be rolling their stuff out in short order as well. Team name, all of it's going to be coming. It'll be available there at fanatics.ca or nllshop.com. And don't forget, uh, Game of the Week on ESPN and TSN, ESPN Plus and TSN Direct. Check out all the information, stats, scores, stories, and more at nll.com. Last thing I want to tell you before we get into quick sticks here is make wait a sure- sec, wait a sec, what? wait a sec. Did you did you hit the merch store at Rogers Arena? I oh, know I, I did. I yeah, you off of the elevator there. You, you anything anything new? You pick anything up? Picked up a couple of toques, matching toques for me and the missus. Beautiful. Yeah. Did you wear them at Cypress today? I actually wore it. Yes, I did. I actually wore it inside Rogers Arena there. A little chilly up on level five. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a fresh shave there and the, the dome was exposed. So I threw uh, threw the toque on and, and wore it during the game. Um, but yeah, lots of merch available at the team store there at Rogers Arena. You'll be able to pick that up uh, on the 7th. But in the meantime, check out fanatics.ca. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify. Subscribe on every platform. Why not? What do you got to lose here? Don't forget to follow us on social media as well, at Brad Chow, at PXB for sports, at Lax Class on Twitter, at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page and an email at lacrosseclassified at Gmail. Dot com. I think I got all the business stuff out of the way here, Brad. So let's get into some quick sticks. Is I gotta, I gotta find my, 
quick sticks here. Uh, and a little bit fire. This uh, seems like I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this is, but it sounds like some new technology that'll allow remote broadcast to happen, multiple platforms at the same time sort of deal. And a little bit fire. I don't know if you know any more about this, Brad, at all. No. Nope, nope, uh, nope. So just it sounded like a deep kind of behind the scenes yeah, thing to me. Yeah, it's like I whether did. the production companies are going like to use this to speed there. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's, it sounds good. New new partners are always good. Well, technical stuff going. Speaking of new partners, uh, Sports Interaction now the title sponsor of the TSN Game of the Week. You can gamble on NLL Lacrosse. We can't, Brad, but the fans, the listeners, they can. Sports Interaction, if you want to do that, or. Coolbet Canada, uh, coolbet.com. We, we like those guys too. Uh, we mentioned Evan Kirk being done, Police Academy. Kane was a bit of a, well, like I think they, they thought he was only going to be available for a handful of games. Then they thought, okay, we got him for the year, and then all of a sudden he's gone for the year. So tough break there for the Nighthawks, and we'll see where Kirk signs in the future. But that's important for people to know because I don't know how public it is that it's um, you know work-related and oh, personal-related. Yeah. So, that's yeah, why. he's, he's Dean's going to be a police officer. Probation. Um, yeah, and he's on probation, so he's got to Same as a fireman. And that's why he chose Rochester, was be was to be closer to yeah. where he's doing that. Where, where's he at? In Brampton or somewhere? In oh, well, he's country? originally from Orangeville, but I don't know if that's where he's attending the police academy. I didn't get that far down. But that's why Rochester Nighthawks fans, he won't be there for the rest of the season. There but a go. great pickup uh, if they can re-sign him next year. Go to Extreme Lacrosse League. The spring season is open for registration. I know we had a bunch of guys sign up for this. I get people asking me questions almost on the daily about this. Go to their Instagram page and on their bio, the link is the Google Doc right there to sign up for the spring XLL that starts in January is right there for you. Or if you need more information, just get a hold of me. I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, the ALL, Brad, the East, ALL East has been postponed, I would imagine, due to COVID. And I don't know what the future holds for the East ALL, but the West ALL has been doing quite well. They got a couple of weeks under their belts, a bunch of games. And I got to be honest here, I've been really impressed with what they pulled off there out at the LEC. It looks really good, really good talent, good pace of play, coaching, all of it. Uh, Looking good out there at Langley Events Center, ALL West is doing. Yeah, and riddle me this, guy, because I haven't paid too much attention to the rosters and stuff, Mm. but I know the point was hopefully practice roster players of Western NLL teams yeah. to participate. In yeah. The they're NLL. out there. Like got Brody Harris, uh, Vancouver's third goaltender has been playing in there. There's lots of guys sprinkled around Sam Clare, uh, Brad, former warrior, now Panther city who had to step away due to family reasons is playing in the ALL named uh, first star in both games that he has played. He's playing out the front door, put up eight points last weekend. So yeah, you know what? He did that a lot in his, his junior days and, and coming on up. And yeah, so that, and he, I, I spoke to Sam Clare a few weeks ago just say, Hey, why are you, why are you holding out, man? And it yeah. is family release reasons. And he said the PCLC has been so good to him as far as, um, you know, those decisions go. And that's so nice to hear that, that a expansion organization that doesn't really owe anybody anything is treating him and his family really well. And sort of keeping that door open for when, uh, when it's time to come back, but totally. you heard Dane Doby talking about it. Like family's got to come first, man. And yeah, new kid you know, there. Work, and yeah, a lot of work. Dad, it's tough to get on the road. So we hope to see Sam Clare back in the NLL one day soon. Totally. 
a few more quick sticks here. I know you looked this up on NLL Fact of the Day. Our, our buddy GP Graham Perro, who I know will will be excited hearing his name on the podcast, Brad. He always gives us a tweet when we give GP a shout out here. But NLL Fact of the Day is back during the season. This is one of my favorite accounts to follow. Always good, juicy little nuggets coming out here from from Graham. New Jays for sure. And I'll read out the one that came out this week. Very timely. I alluded to it earlier about the um, goaltending fights, but here's the last handful of goaltending fights. Okay. So December 18th, 2021, Ryan Hartley, Ethan Woods, January 28th, 2012, Pat Campbell versus Jeff Snyder, January 14th, 2012, Jake Henhawk versus Curtis Wagar. <laughs> March 14th. Oh, I remember 20th, that one. That's not the, yeah, 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 I remember. Anthony that. Cosmo versus Ethan Iannucci. Yeah, remember that one too. And 2005, Bob Watson versus Andrew Leishon. I'm surprised how many Leishon, on Leishon. this list are, actually, I guess I'm not surprised how many on this list are goaltenders against players and not goalie v. Yeah. goalie. Well, you remember Bold and Shiliano in the preseason. Let's not yeah. forget about the Bandits rock brawl at the ILA that went absolutely haywire. And, and I think all four goaltenders were involved in that. Goodleaf, Watson, Cosmo, like... That thing got right out of hand, and, and all the goalies ever, were involved in that. You ever fight a goalie? Uh, <laughs> I tried to a couple of times. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've talked about the, the two-handed chop over my head that, that Marty O'Neill gave me that you know rang my bell, and as soon as I stopped seeing a little birdie circling around my head, I tried to get a piece of Marty O'Neill. Ryan Williams, uh, Rob Williams' younger brother, who was a goaltender, came close to, to getting it a couple of times. He used to like to, to venture out of his crease, you know, do the old cutoff in behind the goal and, and smush a guy up into the boards and uh, came close. Took a little poke there at Dubber uh, a couple of times, but no, never fully squared off against a goaltender. I don't think that would be particularly fair on my part. So if it, if it happened, I'd be more than willing, but I didn't really go looking for that sort of thing, Brad. Um, what else do we got? I wanted to give my man Sakani Baker another shout out. I like to do this uh, every couple of months. Sakani lays down the beats for us here on Lax Class. This kid's going to be a star, man. Like I'm watching, do you follow him on Instagram? You should. I will. Yeah, do it, man. He's uh, like he's he's putting down new tracks and shooting up. videos and yeah, like he kids going places. Trust me on this one. So give Sakani uh, a follow. Check out his music as well, and you won't be disappointed there. Uh, Danny mentioned this one to me because I mentioned it to her, and I can't remember. I think it was during the Albany game. Yes, it was. Uh, Glashine and Andy Towers there calling that game, and and every now and then they would cut in and take a live look in on Toronto and Philly, like split screen. So you're listening to, to Glasheen talk about the game that's going on in Toronto from Albany. And I think the NLL really needs to look at doing this more, more live look-ins, please. I think this is fantastic to kind of give fans a little peek at what's going on around the league while a game is going on. Ooh, see, yeah, you know, that, that is, that is pretty cool. I watch, I watch sports probably like a freak um because yeah. you know we're usually working so i usually i if i can if there's like a night i know it's different when we're in nll season but like i'll try to avoid the score at all costs right and so because i like to i like to try to yeah, watch we're them different the next morning, like when like, i have time <laughs> i can't watch <laughs> sports if it's not live like i have a real problem with that. i so. i, I literally like if i have a chance which is very very tough to do and very rare but like 
if I can, if I can find a game that I haven't found the score of and watch it like the next morning while the kids are sleeping and no one's bugging me yeah. and I don't know what happened because I've stayed off that's your, Twitter miraculously for a few hours. Like that's, that's gold. But yeah, you can fast forward through commercial breaks and, you know, jump ahead during, during dead balls and, you know, sort of watch it at your own pace. I love that. It's very tough to pull off. So yeah, that sounds like my worst name if I was watching that game and I, I didn't know what happened in the Rochester game and all of a sudden they're jumping back, but I get it. I get why they do it. Like I've got friends who watch, um, obviously, uh, um, red zone is a huge thing, right? That that is like best channel in television history. People love just watching, just jump me to, you couldn't do it with lacrosse. You could not do that. I like to watch a whole game. I like to watch a whole game and really soak it in. Yeah. Speaking Um, of, I put this tweet out uh, just a couple of days ago, Brad. I think, like, and I'm not saying that, you know, teams should have to do it multiple times per year, but give me at least one Sunday game every single week in the NOL. Spread it out over all the teams. Every team's got to do it at least once. This is like I I know the attendance isn't the greatest thing, but after Super Bowl, I really think this could be a thing. The time slot would open up. You're not competing against much else, and nothing more than I enjoy waking up on a Sunday, whether it be a noon start, a three o'clock start, whatever. Give me at least one Sunday game per week. We got a Thursday coming up. Okay, how's that? How's that tickle? Good. It's not Sunday, but it's good. The more they, the more the merrier. Yeah, I, I just, agree. I just love Sunday lacrosse. I just love it. Um, what else do I got? Speaking of of numbers here, Brad, TV numbers, and this uh, hits you know close to your heart. I know uh, you actually mentioned this to me. TV numbers so far for the TSN game of the week. You want to run this down? Yeah, let me. Uh, uh, you put me on the spot. Here. Well, I mean, you. Well, I sent it to you, but you I don't memorize the numbers off the top of my head. Okay, week one, Albany at Toronto, eighty-eight thousand on on TSN. Week two, Calgary at Saskatchewan, forty-five thousand on TSN. Week three, Saskatchewan at Vancouver, fifty thousand okay. on TSN. So, I think you're going to see a spike whenever the Toronto Rock are involved, just based on population and the people that are going to watch from southwestern Ontario. I think the Rock are just going to draw bigger TV numbers. I think that kind of makes sense. And when when Sask is involved, I think you're going to see some good numbers too. But nice to see that um, you know a Sask road game going to get a little bit more viewers than a Sask home game is because based on their just where their fans are, right? Hopefully they're going to get butts in seats when, when those TSN games are going on. But those, so those numbers are akin to um, a non Raptors NBA game. So like golden States playing the Boston Celtics, they're going to get around the same round of viewers as a, as a Calgary versus Saskatchewan NLL game so far. So um, Not bad. a lot of people that I've spoken to are viewing it. It's, it's a success so far. It's, yeah. it's a, it's the success for the first three games for sure. Well, you've been a big part of that success, Brad. So well done to, to you and, and everybody involved uh, with the, the games of the week so far. I got uh, the NLL minute down here on my list. Uh, Tyson Geick doing his best uh, auctioneer voice here as he jams as much NLL information that he has in his brain out in 60 seconds. Uh, they posted this up on TSN now as well. I've been enjoying the NLL Minute, so I wanted to get that in there. Uh, I also wanted to just throw this out there, Brad. I, I picked up a bunch. Well, I got some Lax Class hats made up. I gave you one, of course, uh, and, and kind of been dishing these out a little bit. I posted one up on Instagram, and then next thing you know, I got four, five, ten people going, where, how much, how do I get one of the... 
So I think I'm going to have to place a second order. So if you're interested, check out the Instagram feed on Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. And uh, if you're interested in a lax class hat, drop me a DM. And if I get enough people interested, uh, I'll place another order and uh, we'll make a little merch and, and make some people happy. How about it? Can I give mine away? It was too small for you. you give me like a, a small. Too medium. small? It was like a kid size. Brad. Your head. I got a I got a big dome. I got a big dome, man. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like if you're okay with that, I'd like to do an Instagram or Twitter giveaway to uh Okay. I don't know if I got a replacement there. for you right away. They're kind of spoken for here, so that's uh, That's okay. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather the rather the people represent. All right, you know? Brad's gonna I'm, give away an uh, give away a lax class yeah. hat uh, follow I just his, had to I just had to check with the big boss. So follow now that his we're all Instagram at Brad Shall to tag make sure you tag lax class as well and and uh, we're going to try and give some Warriors tickets away, I think, for each game as well. And, of course, they got a couple of weeks off here. But uh, leading up to the game on the 7th, stay tuned for that. We'll try and give another pair of Warriors tickets away. I think that's it for Quick Sticks. Brad, you got anything else? Just wish there was lacrosse this weekend. Yeah, I know, but, man. Uh, it's tough. I guess it's, I guess it's Christmas and we should spend time with our family. <laughs> <laughs> 30th. Ah, if we have to. All right. Uh, let's take one final break here. Let's head for the fourth quarter. No who you got this week, but we do have our lax class locks and our buddy Evan Schemenauer is coming up next uh, fourth quarter action. EP 163 is back after this. This is Keegan Ball from the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to lax class, your go-to source for all things NLL and Boston Cross. Fourth quarter is now underway. That means no more breaks here on the podcast. I mentioned no who you got games to select this week. But uh, before we get into who won and our picks and all that sort of stuff from last week, still time to hop online at stampede.ca and pick yourself up a gift card from Stampede Tack and West. Where I'm going to be heading out there. I've got a little something for, for Kevin and Naja to drop off. And... Uh, might pick up a, a gift card or a Christmas gift myself. I suggest you do the same thing. Head out to Cloverdale, Highway 10, 180. They've been there since 1966. I know Evan's been out there. Evan, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, how's it going, man? Oh, doing all right. Just, just waiting on Christmas. It's a nice five-day weekend for me coming up. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. Got your shopping all done? Are you you ready to go? Oh, I, I'm done way in advance every year. This is guy. actually I was done guy. like two weeks ago, and that's like the latest for me. Brad? Tell us about this. Tell us about this New Year's Eve party at at Sasktel. COVID, um, fingers crossed, everything goes well. But like I've heard, they've delayed the start time of the game, and then there's going to be a literally are they like are they doing the countdown on the turf after the game on the 31st? Yeah, my understanding of it is so the game will probably the game starting at eight thirty local time, so we're probably looking at a eleven eleven fifteen finish, and they're gonna bring a band out there. They're gonna let I think five hundred people onto the turf, wow. and everybody else just if they want to stick around can be up in the stands. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's really the big thing right now is covid and arena restrictions going on across the country whether that's going to hit here i don't know we've saskatchewan's kind of been the slowest uh, yeah, i was gonna say it's the last place it's gonna happen so i mean maybe we'll it's have too a, cold a for anything to live there happen. right it's i mean just stuff hits the air there and just dies <laughs> well i mean yeah it was minus 41 oh, on uh God. saturday morning so nuts 
Uh, okay, let's not waste any more time here. Let's get this out of the way here, Evan. Uh, Brad, uh, how'd you do this past week? Three for five, I believe. Three for five, but enough for just to remain in first place through three. Yeah, through three. yeah. So at, still... you know, at the top of the mountain when it matters the most. Still there. I yeah, I had I had Rochester correct. I had Colorado correct, and I had Toronto correct. I did not have Vancouver and Calgary correct. All right. Uh, Evan, you're uh, you you jumped up the standings a little bit. I would have to say, right? Uh, you moved up there. What are you? Thirty second place. So what'd you do? Three for five, two. I went three for five, but I hit my top ones. That's a, that's the critical thing, right. right? Like I caught up on you guys just by taking Saskatchewan at eight. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the, somebody the is uh, like so far here, down. It's like I dropped thirty freaking places this week. <laughs> Tough. Uh, Tough week for yours, truly. I mean, there's a goal here, goal there. It could have been a lot different, but uh, yeah, down to 52nd place. Uh, tough. But uh, like but I said, boys, it's like a marathon. 15% of marathon, people have picked Rochester. Marathon, not a sprint here. Lots of time to, to make up ground as uh, the season moves along here. So uh, this week's winner went five for five, Evan, and absolutely nailed the tiebreaker as well. And actually, in his, uh, we, we sent out the email to him and he said that this is his first time playing who he got. Didn't uh, get in on the first round, so it's a little bit different this year. But uh, what is it, Evan? Richard Hahn is our, our week three winner. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, there are two people that went five for five and they were two two goals apart on the tie break. Oddly enough, the two games started at the same time. Now the Philly Toronto game was the last game on the board. Had it been the other game, the other person would have actually won. So it was uh-huh. interesting how that worked out. Yeah, well, that last game is is the game that gets the tiebreaker applied to it. And uh, Richard Hahn, congratulations. Your prize will be mailed out courtesy of Stampede Tech and Wish to Wear very shortly. So don't forget, no games coming up uh, this week. We're back in action on the 30th, and uh, we'll have another podcast in between then to kind of tee those games up for you. And uh, we'll, we'll have some more Lax Class Locks as well. But uh, we figured this week, because there's no single games to pick, we'll do a little f- futures, a little sprinkle on some futures here. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready. Let's go. It's time for Cool Bet Lax Class Locks. It's locked. There we go, Lax Glass Locks, uh, brought to you by CoolBet.com. And don't forget, uh, if you haven't signed up for CoolBet, that's okay, not a problem. It's actually probably a good thing for you, because now when you go to sign up, use the bonus code up in the top left there, Lax Class, and when you deposit money for the very first time, CoolBet will match you up to $200. So you put in $200, you get $200 free dollars. No brainer, if you ask me. Coolbet.com, bonus code LAXCLASS. Parlays last week, fellas. I mentioned my who you got picks were not uh, particularly great. Uh, I went two for three in week two. I went one for three uh, this week well, on the parlay. Not not so good for, for you. How about no. you boys? Brad, how'd you do? 
I went one for three as well. I had Vancouver winning yeah. outright, and I had Calgary winning by more than. That's one the game that screwed me. The yeah, that, that 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 one messed everything up for everybody. Evan, you didn't come through either, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, I had the over under in the one game, but uh, didn't have Calgary, and I didn't have my other pick either on the handicaps. So okay, so room for, for improvement three. all around here. Room for improvement. By the way, fellas, it's a po- uh, that's a positive spin. Yeah, uh, it is, and that's only uh, one way to go from spoke, up. You know what? Spoke you might have to go over three. Yeah, right? well, there's still room to go backwards too, I suppose. But uh, like I said, when you win, praise us royally, and when you lose, don't don't blame us. Not our fault. Uh, you listen to us. So uh, <laughs> this week well, we're we're going futures, Evan. We're going futures for the entire futures. season. So the only thing we can really sprinkle on here is who's going to win the East, who's going to win the West, and who's going to win the NLL championship. I decided to throw 10 jumbo bucks down on each of these. So here is, is my, you can't parlay these bets together. So three separate bets of $10 each. Here we go. I got Buffalo to win the East at plus 400. So that pays you. I got Vancouver. I could not resist this. Say whatever you want. But at this number here, for what I've seen out of Vancouver, I could not resist this bet. Plus 1300 to win the West. Put down 10 bucks, you're winning 140 and of course, if I got Buffalo winning the East, then I got to pick them to win the NLL championship over Vancouver here. That's a little tough for me to do, but I'm going to do it anyways. Plus 500 will get you 60. Add all that, spend 30, and you're walking away with 240 bucks in your pocket if you lay down Buffalo to win the East, Vancouver to win the West, and Buffalo to win the NLL championship. Pretty easy money if you ask me. Lax class lock right there. Book it. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at the odd board here. Now, San Diego has now appeared as the top seed in the uh, in the West. So they flipped that on Saskatchewan. I still like the rush at 180. Surprise, surprise. I do like your pick with Buffalo. Now, I still think Halifax is the odds-on favorite to win the East, but that minus 108 doesn't sit well with me, whereas Buffalo... Not enough, value. I, Not enough value yeah, there, right? It's, it's the values there, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but that would be where I would put the two bets. I don't, I'm not really comfortable with any of the odds, to be frankly honest, on winning the whole thing. But if you're looking for an outlier on that, and it is an outlier, but you look way down the list, Calgary mm-hmm. is a plus fourth. Thousand. That's Think about that. Ten bucks pays four. Defending champions. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the defending champions anymore. Are they? They're not the defending. Yeah, they champions. are. Who is then? Hey, if they're not, who nine, is nine players left from their? If they're not, who roster, is Brad? Who is? There, there's no defending champion oh, right that's now. It's all, it's all up for grabs. Don't say silly things like grabs. that. Don't say silly things like that. They're the defending champions until somebody else wins a championship. All right, give me your lax class locks. After you Evan. take your mic off that's of Evan. me. No, no, that's Evan. That's Evan. He likes the Calgary Rock next, but he hasn't locked anything in yet. Okay, lock it no, in, Shepard. I'm locking in Saskatchewan, and I'm locking in Buffalo. I, I'm not really comfortable with anything on that well, other's list. who's winning the championship? Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Well, you know, I cover bu- myself off here. It's Buffalo and Saskatchewan in the final, the way you got I, it. I understand that, but do I cover myself off with a different team and just kind of well, that's roll ridiculous. The odds that's over? that's counterproductive right there, man. Then you're not believing in yourself with your two original bets. Well, that true, but Thank you. Brad I, I would I would still take Halifax at plus two seventy. How about that? Okay. Bradley, Halifax at minus one hundred eight to make the final, but two seventy to get to win it all. There's a little bit of a better odd there. Makes no sense at all. Brad, who you got? Who you got? Who who you got? Who you got? Two T's, two T's, and only had two T's and got. Um, hmm, you know, to be to to be different from you guys, you know, I gotta I gotta throw out some some different options out there. I I do think the Calgary Roughnecks are super tasty at uh, to clinch the West Division plus twenty five hundred. I think. And it, the West is wild right now. I don't think we still know who who's who is who, for real what, yeah. in the West and who's not. Right. So I'd put I'd put ten on the Calgary Roughnecks to win the West for ten bucks, and that's going to pay out at two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> like that's pretty silly money to put ten on the Calgary Roughnecks to win the West and yeah. potentially win. Good return. Good return. Okay, yeah, Calgary in the West. Who you got? Good return to the, the East. You know, I do like I like Toronto Rock. I, th- I like the way that they're putting things together. I think at plus three forty, I think it's a decent number. I, I do like the that. Buffalo like yeah. Buffalo Bandits. I think are probably the best team in the East right now. But I do like that money on the Toronto Rock. That'll turn ten into thirty four, and then an all Canadian finals matchup between the Toronto Rock and the Calgary Roughnecks. Mm. Come on. And I think uh, let's let's just say Toronto walks away with that oh. at ten bucks on all three of those bets. You're walking away with three hundred and sixty-five dollars. Okay. So a Toronto, a Toronto Rock, Calgary Roughneck final with Toronto winning thirty bucks is going to pay you three sixty-five. Who do you trust, Brad, Evan, or myself? It is completely up to you. Or you go off the board. Don't forget though, when you sign up for CoolBet, Lax Class is the bonus code. They'll match your first time deposit. Can't go wrong there. And uh, put a little juice on the game, and it makes things a little more interesting and, and more fun when you're watching, so I'm told. Anyway, so uh, check that out, coolbet.com. Lax class locks right there. And uh, oh, almost- and, and before we get off cool bets, yeah, there was uh, something interesting oh, right, that right, right, happened right. this week here. Um, for those that don't know, when you try and get a gaming license, it doesn't matter, online, the casino, whatnot, you have to have a social responsibility plan. Basically, this is to assist, to, to identify and assist problem gamblers. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to read it off or I can read it off, but this is well, something just, they very won, impressive. They won themselves an award for being the most socially responsible gambling site in Canada, right? Like they In the world. In the world. They're, sorry, me. they're finalists in the world. Yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff there. So, obviously a big time conscience there at Cool Bet as well, which you, you love to see. Secure, and, and they're not going to let things get out of hand on you. So, they have restrictions on, you know, how often you can re-up or redeposit or whatever if you want to put that on your account as well. So, all good things there at Cool Bet, and, and well done being recognized as uh, one of the most responsible gaming sites in the entire 
planet Earth. Uh, last class locks are done here, fellas, and we're just uh, a few days away from Christmas time here. So I want to take the opportunity to, to wish you and, and your families a happy and, and safe and healthy holidays. To all our listeners out there, we appreciate you hopping on board here for another year of Lax Class. And uh, we're not going anywhere. We're coming back. Uh, we'll have one more here in December, and we'll be back in January. And Another full calendar year coming back uh, with our sponsors and and you guys and uh, man, it's been it's been a, a crazy twelve months on our planet here, guys. And uh, this has been one thing that has really kind of kept me sane and and on the on the rails, so to speak. Here is is hopping on the pod and, and talking lacrosse each week with you and lots of other guests and and everybody else. So I just want to say thank you, happy holidays, and appreciate all the guests, our sponsors, the listeners uh, for supporting lacrosse classified every single week yeah well said brother well said go ahead Evan. yeah and you know want to wish everybody happy holidays stay safe um you know we've got a few people we've heard some unfortunate news over the last couple of days devin caney jim else Corey small let's try and stay safe out there let's try and keep this thing going I hope that we can see this season through. Yeah, wear a mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated, and uh, take care out there. Bradley? Yeah, the last, the last, I just want to say the, the last three weeks have been really special getting the National Lacrosse League back going again and seeing games on TV and broadcasting games and being in the building and seeing the players ball out and, and all the special things we've seen on the floor in the last few weeks, whether it's Dane Doby week in, week out, or goalie Dan fights. Dawson doing what he's doing, goalie fights, Vancouver's five-on-five five play. Like, there's been such great storylines in the last few weeks that it's the world has never felt as normal. So now let's hope that we're not hitting another pause and just echo what you guys are saying. Like, stay safe, stay healthy. Do your we part. Hope to see you at a barn very soon. Thank you for supporting the National Cross League. Thank you for supporting the podcast and you know, to all the players and coaches that have been so open to us on this, on this platform over the last year and, and, and a bit to, to so come on here week after week and, and share their stories is, is it means a lot to us. And so thank you to everybody that's listening. Thank you to everybody that supports the podcast. Thank you to you guys for, for hanging out every week and, and, uh, and making it feel like a family here. So cheers, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy new year. We'll talk to you. Actually, we're not taking a break. We'll be back no. here before the happy new year. No so breaks here. Just mer- Merry Christmas. Enjoy it with your families. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next week. Uh, shout out from, from Jamie Dowick, obviously too, who spent a long time, in the co-host chair and everybody else that sat in the chair as well. Again, you know, this podcast does not happen with two things. Uh, the listeners who continue to tune in every single week and our sponsors who continue to support the podcast, which gets us on air every single week. So Stampede Tack and Associated Labels and Packaging, who have been on board since day number one, and, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're coming back for another year. So thank you to them, especially the Vancouver Warriors, the NLL Cool Beck Canada, uh, G. Wilson Construction in there. Jimmy Else, I got to get Jimmy a, a shout in there. It was something else for, for a while in the pod as well. G. Wilson Construction, Cool Beck Canada, Manscaped. We'll throw a shout out to those guys as well. Been lots of uh, support over the podcast uh, over the past year with people and guests and all the rest of it. So appreciate Associated you guys. Yeah, we got we got those guys in. So um, yep. thanks to everybody. And, and we'll be back next week to, to ring in. 
the new year. Thanks to Dane Doby for stopping by. I just thanked all the sponsors. Don't need to do that again. Thanks for listening. For Brad Schellner, for Evan Scheminar, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.